Country Podcast Edition. I've always been around great songwriters and artists my whole life. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason Aldean, and you are listening to my boy Michael Knox on Knox Country Podcast. Welcome to the Knox Country Syndicated Radio Show Podcast. I'm here with Brandon Kenning. Um, I've known Brandon quite some time. I've been fortunate enough to cut his songs that he has written on Aldine. And I'm a big fan of a song that he wrote for Randy Hauser, uh, Boots On. Uh, talk a little bit about that first, because that was your kind of first thing you did, where it, like really put you on the map. Um, well, that song uh, is actually my second single, but since that's the only one you like, let's talk about that one. Um, what, what was your first single? What was your first? We single? don't have to talk. About is, that, is it the Lone Star one? Is yes. that what you're talking about? Yeah, you're like coming home. But, th- but that one, that one, that one died at seven, it right? Did. Yeah, only at seven, huh? Where, where, did, where did Boot Song get? Well, you know what? It got to number two. Yeah, it would have got to number one if uh, if you hadn't plowed over my ass with a big green tractor. Though. <laughs> <laughs> we we literally almost got there, and then here comes you and Jason Aldean. <clears throat> get out of the way, somebody. You know. <laughs> Tell me about uh, tell me about Boots on and and kind of that process because you know to me th- that's such a signature song period man the way Randy sang it those attitude the melodies that was during a really cool time man where country music was a, a little lighter in, in in music and that one came on man and just tore it up yeah when we wrote it we were both fans we were talking about you know Pickup Man and a couple other songs we liked you know Wink um, and it, it, we were just like I wish we could write a modern one of those you know and it was our first time to get together and write and we sat down and uh, he said I've got this guitar lick that I came up with last night and he played that guitar lick and uh, I said well I got this idea these old boots or something you know I, I don't remember exactly what was said but it was something like that that was in my in my hookbook, and uh, we ended up just talking about the boots. He said, "You know, my dad used to say uh, go out with my boots on or whatever." So we we started working on that, and um, there's a lot of things that came into play. I was writing about my dad too, crooked little grin. His grin has always been crooked, and uh, about as goofy as me half the time. I, I get all my goofiness from my dad and. Uh, so we were just kind of writing about our dads and us and just kind of whatever was in the room and uh, ended up falling in love with the song. He demoed it. Montgomery Gentry had it on hold. They were going in to cut it the day of, and then it fell off. And uh, there was another guy who wanted to uh, record it, Chris Young. And by that time, Randy had already got his deal, and he's like, man, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just keep that because I feel like it's going to be a big song for me. I said, it's, it's all you. Let's do it. So, who were all the writers on that? It was just me and Randy. That's awesome, man. I mean, and 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 that's interesting. I mean, there's not a lot of co-writing going on these days. You know, it's usually three, five people in a room. Yeah. You know, do you find yourself trying to get back to the co-writing situation? Oh yeah, I love. I mean, anytime uh, I have a chance to write just a two-way, I love that. Um, three ways good. Still, you know, I do that a lot. But uh, just the the old school two way writing is fun, and I do a little bit on my own now and then. Now another one of your tunes that I cut that I love is um, the "Drowns the Whiskey" on the Aldine new record. You know it's his it's his current single, 
you know, and that's you, Josh Thompson, and who's the, who's the third writer on that? Uh, Jeff Middleton. Yeah, yeah. How how did all that come around? Because you and Josh had been writing a little bit together anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, I'd go out on the road with him, uh, especially when he was touring a lot. Uh, we'd go out and uh, just hang out on the bus, drink a lot of Coca-Colas, and just uh, write till 4.30 in the morning. And this one in particular was the first night of the trip we got on the bus at Kroger in Nashville and was on an all-night trip, I think, to Wisconsin or somewhere. And uh, we're just catching up, and we ended up writing that song till about 4.30 in the morning. Didn't go to bed till about, you know, 5 o'clock as the sun was coming up. But it was it was worth it, and it was fun. We were writing something country, and that was about five years ago. It took about two and a half years to demo the song we didn't realize what we had and then uh, we demoed it and then here we are with somebody who actually got it and it's on the radio we're excited about it so when you said it took two and a half years just to demo was it just because y'all forgot about it Um, you wrote it on the road it was one of those songs that you just kind of put in your bag and didn't didn't really think about for a while or was it something you always were like man we got to demo that we got to demo that and then you found, or josh was always too busy and felt like he'd had to sing it or something or, or or what was that well i mean part of the the situation with that is you do you write five times you know usually five days a week or i do and it's hard for me to keep up with what i need to demo but that song always kept coming to the the front of my mind because it was it was country and it was a uh, I loved the hook and just everything, melody and everything about it. It just kept coming back to me. And uh, before before I knew it, time had passed. Nobody had, you know, said, you've got to go record this song. Well, what I didn't realize is that Jeff had already done like a little guitar vocal, and they were pitching that. And a lot of times they, they look at that as, okay, that's our demo. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't, I never knew it that he even done that so I went ahead and demoed it so which which version was on hold didn't Tyler Farr and them have this on hold first yeah was that your demo it was our first it was my demo yeah 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 because I'd I'd never heard any other version but your demo before we cut it on Jason yeah Jason played it to me um, asking me if I thought it was cool to cut on Tyler uh, Farr when he was cutting sides on Tyler and then and then um, and then when none of that happened you know, we both brought it back up saying, man, we got to cut this song. This this was a hit song that they missed. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it was the first, it was the demo that, that got the hold on Tyler. But in all honesty, I was uh, I was leaving Sony at the time and I said, I've got to demo this song. I went ahead and demoed it and uh, just because I wanted it for myself. I wanted, I said, if I never get to hear this for anything else, I want to hear this full production. Just for me. Well, that's funny that this is that's this is the one that is going to be a big single. You know, him and Miranda on this thing. And I'm proud. Awesome. To, I'm proud to have cut it, man, because I'm a huge fan of yours. You had a couple of cuts on Jason's new record and the Review Town album, and set it off as the well set it off as the other one. And they're both badass songs. But um, I I love um, Drown So Whiskey. Wow. Well, thank you. You did a great job on it, and I'm hoping we're your 16th number one. Sixteen. Yeah. You mean you mean twenty one? This... Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> you already have twenty one. I know this will be my twenty two. Hopefully. Well. Congratulations to you. Yo, it's Brandon Kenny, and you're listening to Knox Country Podcast. Podcast.
I see out of my head your Craig Campbell song. It 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 it, it peaked at fifteen. But, but there's took, a record. Yeah, but it took fifty four weeks to get there. Yes, because it surpassed "Love Like Crazy" for the slowest rising, you know, single to peak in the top twenty, which yeah. was forty nine weeks. So you beat him in we, twenty weeks. We broke some records, yeah. So is I mean, I mean, but that's something you're bragging about. Like you, you die in the twenties at fifty four. That's in the twenties. No, we died in fifteen. In well, in, is it? Yeah, but in, you got to say we died in the fifteens. <laughs> You got to put it like that. It sounds better than the twenties, <laughs> the fifteens. Yeah, the fifteens. <laughs> but that's fifty-four weeks, man. That, that's got. I mean, well, that probably paid like a, a number one anyway, being being fifty-four weeks on the charts. Well, I mean, it, it paid all right, I guess. But um, but I, it, I remember that song. I, I I remember that being played. I mean, it was. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, it's over a year, but I remember hearing that thing forever. You know. You know what's funny is uh, I, one night. So when the single first came out, I thought this thing's—it's either going to go to the top really quick, or you know, you know, it's, you know, I didn't know what it was going to do. But I said I'm going to grow my beard out, out of my head, like because I was genius. I'm a songwriter, and I come up with stuff like that. I said I'm going to grow this out of my head till this song, you know, falls off the charts. And I thought maybe nine, ten weeks, you know, if it, if it, you know, whatever, twenty at the most. Well, about 30 weeks in, my wife was hating my beard and the song. So 54 weeks, she... Oh. I just love your... She was like, I'm going to shave it Did when you you're keep asleep. it? Did you... I, shave, I, I kept it until it fell off. Really? And then, you know, Craig shaved it on one of his website things. I don't know. <laughs> well, I just love your confidence. I love something. your confidence saying, oh, I ain't going to have to worry about this, but about nine weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I've learned, I've grown up since then. Yeah. I've grown up a lot. I've learned not to assume too much. But So so, so where are you originally from? I mean, where, where'd you start? I mean, where's your family at? La Mesa, Texas. It's, uh, well, I was born in Lubbock, Texas. And then when I was four, they moved to La Mesa, which is 60 miles south of Lubbock, between Lubbock and Midland, Odessa. Friday now, Night Lights. Now, Lubbock's all day long. That's Buddy Holly Land. Oh, yeah. Is that a big deal? Oh, huge deal! Yeah, yeah, they have the Buddy Holly days down there. And have uh, you been to the statue, the Buddy Holly statue? You know, down there at the Rockabilly Hall of Fame and all that in Lubbock. I haven't got to actually go down there and stand in front of it, but I have seen it. Yeah, my my dad's on that. Really? He's, yeah, he's one of the plaques on there. He's, that is awesome. Yeah, we we, we did that at, like in the late nineties. They inducted him down there. Man. But Lubbock, man, that's that's um. Well, who, who's all from that area? Waylon, uh, Roy Orbison, isn't that right? Mac Davis. Mac Davis, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's, I got to write with him one time. Actually, we didn't write because I was asking him questions the whole time. I wasted my <laughs> whole day as a germ. <laughs> and, you know. And Did he ever look at you and go, hey, man, Brandon, don't get hooked on me. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Go back to the ghetto." <laughs> Go back to the to the Texas ghetto. <laughs> Texas ghetto. But now, uh, how long have you been here in town? Then, when did you move here? Uh, well, I started Belmont in '94. Yeah, because you're Belmont a Belmont University. graduate. A lot of people don't know that that you actually are a graduate, a local graduate here in Nashville. A lot of are you saying a lot of people that meet me don't realize I have an education? A lot of people that meet I think they're you, they're surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Yeah. I'm sorry. A lot no. of people that meet you go, he went to school. Yeah. You know, that's it's a it's an interesting thing. I mean, I'm looking at you now 
thinking is fiction. Right. Well, yeah, I totally... I fact-checked. I called Belmont. I mean, I had to make sure. No. <laughs> but but what'd, you graduate, what'd you graduate with? Did their music program? What was it? Uh, it was a music business degree. Actually, it was a business degree, a BBA. Okay. But uh, it was a minor in music. Business. Now, what'd you graduate with? What was your GPA? I think it was probably 8.0, I think, if I remember wow. right. 8.0? 8. 8.0. 8. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means 80%? Or like, are you talking about... It's like double double what the best was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> double what the best? Yeah. Because your son's really smart. Yeah. That, it, did he get that from you or, or, his, or his mom? No, he, it's totally all me. It's <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it probably... It, I, I mean, no, it wasn't me at all. I don't know where it came from. My sister actually was a valedictorian in college and high school. Yeah. But I was telling her this morning that I think it must have just slipped right through... To him, so you didn't make those kind of grades. No, I couldn't keep my attention on what they were saying long enough. I don't even know what we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But Knox Country Podcast Edition. Some of you know me as a record producer for acts like Jason Aldean and Thomas Rhett. Others know me as the son of rock and roll legend Buddy Knox, party doll fame back in 1957. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. You're listening to Knox Country. Hey, this is Keith Urban. What's up, y'all? Your boys here, Florida Georgia Line. Hey, this is Little Big Town. And you're listening to Knox Country. You've entered Knox Country. Welcome back to the Knox Country Podcast. But now, looking back, you know, there, there's a segment of our of our show that we're doing. It's called, you know, the songs that got me here. What would be those first kind of first kind of couple of songs, man, that really pushed you in a good place that that you were like hey man that's what i want to do oh my god this is this is what i want to do for a living wow i would say uh i mean artist is an easier question but uh you know good old boys like me don williams yeah um uh, tracy lawrence sticks and stones um, yeah, we were talking about that that album earlier man the tracy lawrence album and that sticks and that whole record was really cool you oh, know yeah. that whole album, but well, I mean, how old were you when Sticks and Stones came out? I mean, were you were you in high school? Were you younger than that? No, I think I was a freshman, sophomore. I mean, it was right after I started playing guitar because I I remember that as the first country song I learned on my guitar, Sticks and Stones. Um, before that, I was playing in church, you know, playing some stuff, uh, gospel, just you know, hymns and stuff in church. Uh, I'd get up and do specials on Sunday night. You know, they would ask me the morning of, and I would, I would have butterflies all day till I played because I was nervous. You know, get get in front of people, but uh, especially not not being that good yet. Just learning how they find out I'm learning how, and then they're like, "You got to play." <laughs> I was like, "Wait," but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but that's so I good. Get, I mean, sticks and stones is is uh, we were all talking that that was the same time as. Clint Black's was coming out. Tracy oh. Lawrence was coming. I mean, there was a whole. Better Man was one of my favorite too. Yeah, loved that. Song. That's that's his first single, right? Yeah, that was my one of my favorites uh, when he when he came out. Um, Sacred Ground was one of my favorites. Um, McBride and the McBride Ride. McBride and the Ride. But I don't know George Strait. Of course, being from Texas, uh, I always loved George. Um, I'd love to talk about your recent cuts that you got coming out, which okay. maybe featured. You know, soon on those those big hits. You know, coming up, uh, you got some Cole Swindell, some John yes. Party. You got three on Coles. Uh, well, I had the No Can Left Behind was the last record, and the, on this new record coming out, I have uh, Reason to Drink, and uh, 
Love, love You Too Late. Love You Too Late. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ain't Always the Cowboy, John Party. I'm excited about that one, too. They, I know they, kind of like you did on uh, Drowns of Whiskey, you threw that still all over that song, which just threw that country flair in there. I think, well, I haven't heard it yet, but they told me they threw fiddle all over Ain't Always a Cowboy. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear that. Well, dude, I know that song. I know the demo. I hadn't heard his cut, but the demo was crazy, crazy good. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm sure he cut the crap out of it. Oh, yeah. Well, they, you know, Bart Butler's on that, and he, he's been doing really good with, with John. And, of course, John's got his thing, and I love it, too. So Yeah. And before you leave, you have got to tell me about Ain't Going Down. Oh, on Brokeback Mountain? I can't do that. Willie Nelson song? <laughs> now, I remembered that when I worked at Warner Chapel when Varble turned it in. Oh, you were there when that happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Varble turned it in and then Willie Nelson cut it later, but um, but it, it got a lot of attention. I mean, it ain't going down on Brokeback Mountain. That was that was you and Wynn. Yeah. Is there a third on there? Yeah, Ben Hayslip was another writer on Ooh. that. But me and, me and Wynn were this... We were the Saddle Sore Voices uh, <laughs> of the Saddle Sores. That was our band, um, which we didn't really do anything with. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure that was your lead single. <laughs> <laughs> it might not. I'm pretty had... sure that song lost me my record deal with Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost positive. But Willie Nelson cut the crap out of it, dude. He did. Yes. But that had to have been awesome to hear him sing you know, your song. You know, what's funny is he's on Universal, which Capital merged with Universal, and that became a song on his record that pretty much lost me my record deal. <laughs> so I guess he's got more pull than I do. I figured that out that day. Hey, guys, it's Shalacy. Check us out on the web at KnoxCountry360.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KnoxCountry360. Now... A lot of the guys that we talk to, the you know, it is a different time in country music right now. You know, there's a lot of different styles of music, a lot of pop influence, a lot of drum loops, a lot of things like that. Do you do you find that kind of you struggling with it? Because you seem pretty 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 small town America. You know, where where you're more of a simpler thinker when you write, and a little more of a co-writer than a three-way and a four-way type writer. You know, do you find that a, a little difficult for you, or do you you pretty much roll into that pretty easy? No, I kind of like it. I mean, I like the uh, I like different influences coming in. Uh, otherwise, I feel like I get stale a little bit, and I feel like because I am who I am, I have a little more of an edge over somebody who doesn't know what where I came from, doesn't know that style. So I've got I'm kind of carrying the you know along with a couple of other buddies carrying the flag for that you know older school way of doing things and i feel like i have something to learn from for you know from uh from them too so hopefully we all kind of learn something from each other but no i i love all the different aspects of country music now too as long as everybody gets paid attention to i think we'll keep people interested is there something that when you know that you've really set the bar for that you're going after or is there goals that you're wanting to reach and things you hadn't reached yet you know other than just having number ones i mean you know i I know you came here as an artist you came here trying to do some other things i mean now that you got a family and everything's rocking i mean is there is there some goals that you set for your career i mean as far as uh, my career goes i just want to want to keep on getting to do the, the songwriting thing i love it um i don't sit around thinking i need to be songwriter of the year 
I feel like if I focus on that, it'll never happen. Of course, I'd love to be. But what I love doing is appreciating the fact that I get to come in every day and write songs. After that, I have plans of, you know, buying up some more acreage. We have a farm now that we're trying to build a house on. We're going to be building a house on it pretty soon. Uh, Raising the rest of my kids there. I've got one leaving right now. And uh, just keep, you know, trying to influence the music where it's going. Getting to be a part of it and uh, just loving life. And, you know, so, man, I'm very very happy to uh, have you part of this show, and I appreciate you being here. Knox Country. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Knox Country Podcast. Special thanks go out to co-host Mr. Lacey Griffin and producer Donnie Walker. See you next time. outtakes to do this very like me and you talking in my office without cuss words oh it's mainly you just degrade me yeah (laughs) cool okay it's a degrading we got this down (laughs) (laughs) we do this every day (laughs) i didn't write banjo rascal flats take that off oh you're looking at neil's paper oh (laughs) oh okay Really, it's funny how that it you probably read half of it before you figured it out. <laughs> wow, <laughs> these are, this are a good resume. Okay, flyover states, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Next thing we know, uh, even though it's kind of, we're gonna have to edit the crap out of this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and the cuss word thing is probably. Uh, <laughs> I said some. Well, we could have beeped it probably once, but now that y'all have said it 15 times. <laughs> Should we start over? Thanks for being the only one here at Knox Country 360. <laughs> <laughs> Those are perfect. Those are perfect. Okay, now hear me out. Um, uh, Go to the highway. <laughs> Get off of Knox Country 360. Thank you very much. Knox Country. Podcast edition.